0: Charles Lorman is the editor of uh, Texas Highways uh, magazine, the travel magazine of Texas. And welcome to the Bibliophile.
1: Well, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. and glad to have you in Texas.
0: We are here to explore the literary attractions of Texas, and you've kindly put together for us a list of your top ten literary destinations in Texas.
1: Yes, I and, and I'm going to cheat a little bit because I'm going to combine multiple locations. And I'm also going to expand your definition a little bit to say literary and book lovers destinations because some of these are somewhat more historical than purely literary. So I'll just dive in if Please you think do. so. And, and, yeah. and one thing to keep in mind in terms of making these destinations attractive is that virtually all of them sponsor either exhibits, events, readings, symposia, So there's a little bit of research ahead of time, a little planning will often uh, make it possible to visit at the time when someone has a particularly interesting presentation going on that might be worth the time. I'll start with the University of Texas at Austin, and as I said, I'm going to combine five locations here. We have, first, I'm going to mention the Harry Ransom Center, which is a, a remarkable repository of literary manuscripts, personal effects, and, and many collections of photographs, film, very diverse holdings here.
0: Yes, I know, for example, they have all of the, the, the John Lane correspondence, uh, British mm-hmm. publisher, turn of the century. And uh, I'm just looking at this lovely uh, spread you've got here in one of, one of uh, your more, is it a recent issue? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I notice here, uh, this is the uh, Golden cockerel logo, so they must have a pretty good collection of that mm-hmm. fine press. As well, But I think the, the point is that it's an extraordinary uh, depth of, and, and breadth of, of, of their collection. It makes it's, it a destination. It's totally you know. it's a
1: destination itself, partly because of the exhibits, which they have always moving through the galleries there, but also because this collection is essentially open to the public. With a brief orientation session and uh, the guidance of the curators, uh, researchers can go in and actually sit in a viewing table and have these amazing uh, objects, documents, collections, manuscripts, brought to them to either either to just examine or to actually read and study. Uh, so that's remarkable. And, and they and don't
0: it, have to be uh, scholars or- they, No, you do not have to be a scholar. Uh, you
1: only have to bring a, an ID and- And an interest. And an interest, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's all available and uh, they have literally millions of, of items that are that are available and the only limit is your time in terms of what you can see there I think right now the Tennessee Williams is a is a focus of their activity uh, and also Woodward and Bernstein the reporters who who broke the Watergate story are, are actually in town now and, and uh, Robert Redford is here yesterday did a presentation about not only the the story itself but also the making of the movie the film uh, uh, all the president's men so that's an example, and interestingly, they were just able to release additional notes of their interviews with Alexander Haig, you know, Nixon's last chief of staff, because he just passed away last year. So they could, uh, they were able to then make that public. So, mm. so it's a it's an ongoing revelation yes, uh, yes. of content there. Another collection is the Dolph Briscoe Center for American History, which also holds extensive uh, historical material. Some dealing with the early years of, the, of Texas uh, as a republic and also the Spanish influence in Texas, for which was more than two centuries before Texas became a republic. So that's, and then there's the Benson Latin American Collection, the Missioner Writers Center, which is actually in J. Frank Dobie's uh, house, and he's sort of the literary father of Texas, uh, and also the Paisano Ranch, which is. There's a, a, resident, a Writer in Residence program um, there. And the Paisano Ranch and the Writer's Collection aren't as open, but they do sponsor events also. Um,
0: and this is all in Austin? This is all
1: in the university area. Well, the, the Paisano Ranch is just a, a few minutes south of here, 15 minutes south of Austin. So it's, okay. so it's, so it's the University of Texas system, but the, it's called the University of Texas at Austin. Then, not far from here, is the Katherine uh, Porter's house in Kyle. Uh, that, that's a again, it's a it's a destination in the sense that certainly readers of Katherine Porter's work will want. to, But they also sponsor readings and uh, special events. Uh, another large collection is the uh, Whitliff, the Southwestern Writers Collection, uh, developed by Bill and Sally Whitliffe at uh, Texas State University in San Marcos, and there the the sort of kernel, the the beginning of that collection was uh, a collection of J. Frank Doby's personal possessions, but also it's grown since then. But it now includes the work of many regional writers. Uh, John Graves
0: is a, is a well-known example of that. That's just uh, about 30 miles That's south. That's in San Marcos,
1: uh, Texas State University, um, 30 miles from Austin, Great. exactly. About okay. halfway between Austin and San Antonio. And then as far as a big event, uh, the Texas Book Festival takes place every fall, which is typically mid-october to early November, but literally hundreds of, of writers. Uh, and, and they do sponsor events throughout the year. but uh, that takes place on the Capitol grounds here a- in Austin. It's a book fair, musical performances, but but the center, centerpiece, I suppose you'd say, is visits, lectures, panels from every imaginable type of writer from the the pure fiction to history even children's books I mean every possible uh, genre and and style of, of writing is covered and so some of those events as you can imagine are in big rooms like the Senate chamber or the House chamber others are in small committee rooms which will be a, a more intimate discussion but the interesting thing is the writers are, are as accessible as they can be, depending on the limitations of the crowd. So that's that's good.
0: It moves and that's a pretty good time to visit this part of the world. It too, is I a sense. perfect time to yeah. be in Austin.
1: Sometimes yeah. we do get some rain then, which we're, is always welcome. But it's typically a little cooler. The summer has yeah. moderated somewhat. The heat is not quite so uh, intense. But uh, I mean, we've had uh, people. I introduced a writer from uh, Rhode Island who had, who had been in in Russia as a New York Times writer and. Um, he was so happy to have the uh, the heat because they had not really they had already had it was already cold in the uh, <laughs> in, in, in the Northeast. For some people, the uh, visitors, the heat is is a welcome thing. Um, so that's a, that's a good one, the Texas Book Festival, and then another place I'm going to mention that is multiple locations is the Fort Worth Cultural District, which includes the Kimball Art Museum, the Eamon Carter Museum of American Art, and the Modern Art Museum of Fort Worth, and those are. Three museums, and there are more actually there. There's uh, botanical gardens is nearby, and a natural science museum as well. And here again, this is more of a book lover's destination in the sense that each of those museums uh, has a wonderful bookstore or gift shop that has extensive books book collection collections of books available. Again, typically art books, but it's a it's just such a such a wonderful uh, site, mm-hmm. and those museums are uh, really worth the time. Um, on a smaller scale, in West Texas, I like the Marfa Book Company, and I would suggest someone stop on a trip to Marfa, which is again the home of the, the Chinati Foundation, Donald Judd. Uh, it's it's a major sort of arts destination for West Texas. Whereabouts is that? Again? That's in uh, directly north of of the Big Bend National Park. Out if you if you if you actually if you go straight west from Austin, it's almost. Straight West, but it's it's about six hours driving, so it's about four hundred miles, I guess you'd say. Um, straight it's West, straight West, okay. and it's out in that Big Bend region, the Trans Pecos region, um, north of the park, north of uh, the the actual Big Bend National Park and State Park. But um, there's uh, Marfa, Fort Davis, Marathon. Those are three small towns that are that are certainly wonderful to visit. And uh, the Marfa Book Company has become kind of a community center for the arts, literature, some community events as well, some political. Uh, but it, plus, it's a bookstore, so that's that's good too. There's always almost always something going on there every week, nearly every weekend. So mm-hmm. it's it's a good place to stop. I encourage people to stop by there. It's the sort of the first, the first stop because then any other events in town will either be. Uh, noted there or there'll be a poster or a flyer or there'll be information there. So that's a good place to stop when you're out in that area. And um, back here in Austin, uh, Book People, the store, is one of the larger independent bookstores. And again, not just a big multi-floor bookstore but with a, with a coffee shop, but also readings almost every day, but at least two or three days a week and, and every weekend, and of and Jimmy Carter uh, historians, politicians, Fiction, poetry—they do the entire range. Uh, Brazos Books in Houston, another really wonderful uh, destination. Larry McMurtry's booked up in uh, Archer University, City, yeah. which is a, which is a huge uh, collection of, of books in, in in his sort of native territory, native landscape up there. Um, and and a kind of a quirky destination is a, is a. a a beauty salon bookstore in Jefferson <laughs> called Beauty in the Book, and, and the proprietress of, of that operation also sponsors a, uh, a festival, and uh, that's an interesting little, if you find yourself in East Texas. East of Dallas, and, and I guess you'd call it North e- the Northeast quadrant of the state. It's a, it's a very picturesque town as well. In east Texas is considered more the South versus the West. Um, in other words, they say where the, Fort Worth is where the West begins, Dallas is more the south and so the East Texas has more of a southern sensibility I guess you'd say is
0: this a, is this festival is it last for a couple of two or three days or? you know
1: I have not taken part but yes okay. it, it's a weekend is, is okay. what it is and, and she has multiple multiple iterations of it so I think that again a little research a little planning yeah go to she has a website and it's then what's then it called again beauty Church?
0: beauty and the book you've featured a lot of these places in your magazine Texas Highways there's quite the picture of this of this woman Kathy Patrick uh-huh. she's got this beautiful leopard skin mm-hmm. yeah outsized <laughs> personality it's that's definitely a
1: flashy her her interesting story is she had worked her way through school through college cutting hair i mean as, as a yeah. as a hairdresser and, and uh, so she just kept that alive and it, it, she's obviously very down to earth uh, matter-of-fact, uh, kind of a no-nonsense kind of person, but again, shares a passion and enthusiasm for books and writing and uh, and, and shares that and, and, and really builds that in others, so that's that's a good thing.
0: And it's funny, this just strikes me as so appropriate for Texas, I don't know uh, why. Well, no, it, uh,
1: it is, it's because she's a big personality, Yeah. not following a, a conventional sort of academic approach or a stereotypical literary approach, but no less enthusiastic, and honestly, in terms of the impact, she's a a, a disciple, I suppose you'd say, in terms of spreading the word. Great, okay. So, and then one last place I'll mention, which is another kind of quirky one, is Robert E. Howard, who lives in in a little town called Cross Plains, and he's the creator of Conan the Barbarian, which is, (laughs) uh, I guess that's a stretch to call that a literary destination, but it's an interesting Again, an event that uh, has a cult following in, in Texas. Again, I would, would recommend that anyone just spend a little time to get some background and, and find out when these events are taking place to take advantage of these, these uh, collections, these museums, because my experience has been they're very eager to share their collections and interests and welcome visitors. So,
0: Well, and that's exactly what we're doing with the Literary Tour. We'll have contact information for all of these different destinations so that visitors can can plan their trips around the dates that these things take place. It sounds to me like Austin really is the literary destination uh, in Texas, and that would be a good hub base. A good starting place, certainly. Terrific. Well, uh, that's exactly what we were looking for. Well, good. I've been speaking with Charles Lorman, who's the editor of uh, Texas Highways, the travel magazine of Texas based in uh, Austin. Thanks again.